Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast again. And we are looking at another slate here on, what's today, Wednesday? Wednesday baseball, August the 23rd. Uh, We actually had a pretty good night there on Tuesday night, up .886 units on the night. Uh, Nate was all over Blake Snell, over 17.5 outs, over 6.5 Ks. Uh, He did get the Milwaukee money line, just there were a few too many runs in that game, but only a little quarter of a unit that we put on that little parlay there. Uh, Baltimore could not pull out the comeback. They did tie it up 3-3, still lost to the Blue Jays. They've got another good one going today with Flaherty and Gosman on the mound. Uh, and then uh, Rodon, as predicted, went well under his 6Ks that we needed him to. It came out at even money. We recorded on Tuesday night, or excuse me, Monday night for Tuesday's slate, and I, I didn't have a prop yet up for him, but it was at 5.5. We got even money on it. I put a full unit uh, and won some decent money there. And then Washington did win that game, but they didn't win... Uh, They didn't score four runs to do so, uh, so they uh, did not give us the half a unit on that bet. So still up 53 and 51 on the season, but up 2.71 units. In baseball, it's all about when you're finding the value for those plus money bets. Uh, We've been fortunate enough to hit enough of them to be up almost three units. So I do want to remind you to continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page. Also head to thelines.com. Check out the odds finder tool we have up there so you can see all the bets available to you from these books giving us bets this baseball season. Nate, let's go ahead and run into your first pick here for the Astros and Red Sox game. Yeah, Chris Sale on the mound, which means a wide range of potential outcomes. Um, and so I want to kind of get in, in, you know, like three out of that four outcomes here with a first five bet, um, total runs parlay. Astros plus one and a half, so they can even just be within a run. And for the total to be over four and a half after five innings, that is plus 165 at FanDuel. Good odds there. Good return if you put a, a slightly less than a unit. Let's just say a unit. Um, I mean, Sale has been better than, I guess, most of his last two injury-plagued years. We only have a two-start sample here since he came back from the latest injury. And it's against Washington and Detroit. Uh, he really did struggle to locate the fastball against Washington. They, they contacted him up 92% in the zone. And, I mean, that's extremely troubling when you go up against the Astros, who are probably, you know, top three offense against lefties every single year. And for Sale in particular, I think they're a tough matchup. And sure enough, the the BVP data shows that. I mean, they're top guys against lefties, Altuve and Bregman. And Alvarez, who's just four for four with a homer in a very small sample. But those three guys hitting 352, six homers, seven walks, to just 13 Ks in 54 at bats against him. Um, and, and yeah, best offense against lefties by far this month. So third on the year, but hitting 326 with a 992 OPS against lefties this month. And that's in a, a healthy sample size. So I do think that there's an outcome where sale gets hit hard and, and hit hard early. And he's not lasting very long. I don't know if he even gets through the, whole five innings the way the Red Sox have had to handle him. So you might be interested in plus 120 for him to give up three earned or more, which he he didn't against those weaker offenses, but the Astros could definitely tag him. uh, And they've tagged the the shit out of these, these Red Sox relievers in the series so far. So uh, if we do get that early and then we, on the other side, we have Jose Acridi who, you know, has much better home road splits. Gives me a little faith. If you want to take an Astros money line here, it's a toss up. 
Um, he limits hard contact, but I mean, he just doesn't have good stuff at all. Um, and I know you're, yeah, you're going to talk about that and then not getting strikeouts. Um, the Red Sox offense is quite potent. Now they got some guys back in there. So I think we could get runs from either side of this start here. And I, I do think the Astros, um, are going to be able to get to sale enough to probably get two or three on the board uh, if it's over, um, or if not, just be leading because sale it, it can be wild. Um, uh, you know, he gives up hard contact. He has a five point one oh one xfip. So I mean, he could be expected um, to walk too many guys or just leave fastballs over the heart of the plate, which he's he's kind of done in these two starts. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a great matchup for either pitcher either, to be honest. Uh, I, I do like that you attacked overs for uh, for the Strohs, and, and I think you could also attack overs in general. Um, Boston, I think, will have a decent amount of success against Urquidy uh, in this one, uh, as, as I'll talk about, like you said, here in a minute. I, I'm staying away from the, the final, the, the, the money line here. I, I, I'm not, I don't hate it. I sometimes just... I'll probably unnecessarily get frightened by the fact that they've won the Strohs have won the first two games. At the same time, the Sox are pretty much out at this point. Uh, I mean, there's a month left, but I wouldn't really be putting any money on them to make the postseason. Whereas Houston finds themselves in the middle of this this AL West that now includes the Seattle Mariners. By the way, if you want to blindly hit their their money lines, go ahead. The, the value on the Mariners is a little bit lower today than it's been for sure. Now that everyone knows how good they are and they're playing the White Sox, but I uh, just wanted to throw that. That one out there that they're probably going to be able to take care of Michael Kopech. I will mention uh, Jose Urquidy and the way that I'm taking his under uh, K's in this one. And I'm actually going to parlay this with my other bet, but I'll just start with this one because I am putting a unit and a half on Urquidy to go under five and a half K's. That's minus 150 on BetMGM. That was the best place I could find it. If you have like FanDuel and not BetMGM, you can still get it at uh, minus 156. Uh, but Urquidy in his last in, in the nine games that we've seen him is two and three with a five two one ERA and a one four two WHIP. Uh, his X metrics are also bad as he's in the bottom half of the league in expected numbers for ERA, WOBA, batting average. Uh, the barrel percentage expected for him is is definitely below fifty percent uh, compared to the rest of the league. And then he's in the bottom third of the league in K percentage. So pretty happy to say that you know, like I said, more than you know two thirds of the league has a better K percentage because he's not able to go as long in games. Yeah, he can't go five innings basically or more to get the the, the Ks that you would want to get for him to get six. Basically, um, he's gone less than five in five of the nine starts that he's made, um, and he's only gotten more than five Ks. Uh, I believe, uh, yeah, four times as well. It's like he's he's only gotten the, the 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 five Ks that he would need twice actually in those nine games uh, because of the fact that he's 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 not missing bats and and his you know you talk about the zone contact percentages and things like that. If he throws the ball over the plate, it's getting hit. Um, his stuff isn't necessarily down like his his all his velocities are around the same just seem to be control location and, and guys are laying off that's why he's got a pretty awful uh, walk rate as well in the bottom 20th percent uh, in terms of walk rates and and now you're talking about a Boston team coming in that is I mean 
you, you mentioned it. Justin Turner was one of the guys they were missing. He's back in their lineup um, and has been decent since he's come back. But it's just really been a lot of uh, Casas uh, and Devers has gone crazy. But they, they're top 10 in runs scored, hits per game, batting average, slugging, and OPS. Uh, and versus right-handers, they strike out at the sixth lowest rate in terms of their K percentage uh, from, from facing righties. Um, and they have six batters in this lineup that are all under a 19% K rate, which is, you know, all top half of the league, basically. Um, guys like Yoshida and, and, and Turner, even Turner has had a really good year not striking out. So, um, yeah, I think I think you can feel pretty good about going under five and a half. I've been trying to get cute and, and be like, oh, well, at, if you go under four and a half, it's like, you know, plus 105. And I'll put a quarter unit on that. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to take all of the, the money I was allocating towards trying to get a ladder up a little bit on these props and just put a unit and a half on him to, to get the, the under five and a half at minus 150 uh, because I feel so good about that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think we're kind of in, in lockstep about that opening, how that one might open. Um, I'm going to go on to Atlanta and the Mets and actually go under at nine and a half runs. It seems a little high. I mean, the Braves offense is extremely dangerous, but lately, I mean, they've gone under in five of their last seven. They're scoring under four per game. They're hitting 240 and maybe some complacency. I mean, they, they, they have obviously a huge lead at this point, but you know, it's just the way that the game goes. And we have two wily veterans on the mound here on both sides. We have Jose Quintana who Josh tried to fade against the Cardinals and that game went under. And we have Charlie Morton who's hitting his stride as we go towards the postseason. He is po- playoff Charlie, if you will. Um, and both these guys just avoid hard contact. They avoid homers I mean, Jose has a 2% home run fly ball ratio in his sixth start. He has a 3.7% barrel rate. And 70% of contacts coming outside the zone. Uh, The Braves in this span here are second in terms of outside zone contact. So I'm not listening to the haters with with his expected ERA or FIP. I think Quintana can dance around damage, um, even against this extremely dangerous lineup. Morton has given up no earned in three of his last five at home. He's given up uh, no homers in six of his last seven. There's this one exception where he gave up three solo homers to the Angels, um, which is kind of their bag and why they, they don't produce other than those random solo homers. But he has given up five barrels total in his nine other starts, nine of his last 10 starts. We're talking about five total barrels in zero in in like yeah in several starts um and homer prone at the beginning of the season at home but since the all-star break 37.2 innings pitched those three solo homers are the only ones he's given up and, and i mean the mets are not exactly smashing the ball of the yard you'd say maybe they can string together some rallies well he's only allowing guys to hit 173 with runners in scoring position as you expect from a veteran you know getting out of those jams. So I just trust both these guys to avoid any sort of implosion. Uh, and and then for this to continue to be kind of a low-scoring division game where the Mets are 22-14 and 14 to the under in division. They're also 61% under when they're playing on normal zero rest and 58% to the under when they're dogs. So I, I see some good evidence here, and it's plus 100 at FanDuel um, to, to go ahead and put a half unit on this. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been trying to go over after that first series where the Mets put up nine. I think it was you know thirteen total runs in that game, then comfortably under in the next one, um, and, and the Mets kind of showed who they are against Elder. Even though McGill pitched maybe a little better than you thought he might. I, for for this one, I, I'm I'm not going to continue to try to fade Quintana. I think he's put enough together to show me that he still has something. Maybe he's pitching for next year at this point. Um, and, and then as far as the Braves are concerned, like I, I would say, yeah, for, for Charlie Morton facing this team in, in, in the sort of capacity that is right now, you're really just sort of pitching around Pete Alonzo, who's had at least one walk. Uh, and I think like six of his last seven games. So I, I go that route. And then I think you'll be fine. And to your point, like Morton shouldn't have problems pitching around people and then being able to get runners out, even though he's got a guy on first. So yeah, I'm I'm with that. I'm also with backing Atlanta in some way. I might have to take the run line to to get any value on it. But I mean, Quintana is probably a good enough matchup that you can still get some value for them on the money line. But uh, I would uh, finish things off here where I get to fade another pitcher, and this is the thing I'm I'm um, parlaying with Urquidy's under uh, five and a half Ks. I'm taking Severino's under five and a half Ks for the Yanks minus one fifty two on Fanduel. Also a unit and a half on that. We ain't playing around anymore with these 0.3 unit things on like five different bets like what it's just that's that's the the curse of baseball you don't need to fall into that trap josh uh so severino why why would why would we fade him because he's been awful he's been absolutely terrible to me if the yankees were trying to make the playoffs in the last month or two they would have stopped throwing this dude out there but they just keep putting him out there the only quality start he's had in his last nine it came against the Pirates. Um, still didn't get six Ks in that in that because he's gone nine straight with five or fewer Ks uh, so far this year. Fourteen of the sixteen starts he's made, he's gone under six Ks in this one. So it's at minus one fifty two for a reason. Um, but if you get, uh, if you take this on FanDuel for both of these bets, I gave out BetMGM because it's slightly better for the Urquidy one. But it's only minus one fifty six on FanDuel. Uh, so you can still parlay the minus one fifty six with the minus one fifty two for Severino, uh, and you come out to like plus one ninety six on FanDuel. So uh, Severino, like I said, the the four Ks per nine is a result of I'm sorry, that should be four walks per nine is also the thing that uh, sort of bloats his two point six six home runs per nine that he's giving up, which is good for bottom third uh, th- three percentile, like the ninety bottom the third. Per- percentile of the league um he's he's basically going to go up against a washington team that i talked about yesterday when i faded rodan the lefty and how good they've been against lefties and i actually didn't do enough due diligence to say to find out that they were also not striking out against righties um they basically just are bad Uh, there's no there's no power in their lineup anywhere um but they have the the 13th best batting average since july against righties they've got the third lowest k percentage since July against righties, that's their they're top two uh, against lefties. So it's like, yeah, this is just what they do. Guys like Kybert Ruiz embodies their team perfectly. Not going to leave the yard, a lot of slap hits, but you're not getting the ball by him. And that's all I need to worry about in this game is a lack of Ks for Severino, who I think will get pulled because the walks will be there. Um, the, the, the Nats are 14th in walk percentage as a, as a team against righty since July. Um, and, and so I think the, the batting average, moving guys around, you can pile up uh, hits against Severino, whose whip is up above two and a half. Uh, or it's almost at three at this point uh, with an ERA at seven eight eight. So like if you just move a couple guys around, 
around, you don't even really need the long ball against him. His stuff has been so bad in the last two months and really all season um, that he's just a really, really easy fade. There's really no, uh, his velo isn't even down. It's just all those walks and, and a lack of, when he does throw it in the zone, that, that ball's getting smashed with hard contact. So just a really easy fade. There's, let's, he's, he's like on my list with Wainwright uh, and a couple other guys where you're like, oh, well, lovely. Let's go ahead and take some bats uh, for his opposition. Yeah, and the breaking pitch is not working for him. He, I think he's been the uh, self-proclaimed worst pitcher in baseball in the last month and a half. Um, so not, not much uh, confidence there from Severino. This bet hit with Rodon. It, it, it probably is going to keep hitting with those Nats bats uh, because of what, yeah, the approach that they're bringing. Yeah, which is just, you know, get the ball in play and see what happens. You know, we ain't, we ain't got, we ain't got to worry about much else. And yeah, once again, yeah, the vibes not, not good for the Yankees. So I would be surprised if Severino suddenly turns it around. Yeah. He, he can't pitch long enough to get this. And, and to your point, I'd love being able to depend on the Nats go like when you know a guy's going up to bat and like most of these guys, if not all of them in this lineup for Washington, they go up to bat just going, I'm not striking out. I'm just going to put the ball in play. Uh, and I think that's, you know, uh, really dependable to be able to bet on when a guy's having control issues like Severino is this year. So we'll look to continue this win streak. Nate, that's all the time we have for you today. Continue to follow along, like and subscribe to that page. And we'll be coming back to you each and every weekday this season. And until we do see you next. Happy betting.